everybody, and welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about Atiye slash Gift, Season 3, Episode 7, the penultimate episode in this whole series. And I'm very happy to say that I really enjoyed this episode. I feel like a lot is starting to make sense, and I'm very excited about the finale and where it's going to go. What about you guys? If we enjoyed the episode? Yeah. No. <laughs> It was not satisfying at all. Okay. <laughs> what about yeah, you, I Sophia? Not, I didn't enjoy the episode either. I thought it was really, like, it's the, the penultimate episode. Like, more yeah. should have happened. <laughs> I, I was pretty clear. All I wanted them to do was to explain everything about Midic, and they yeah, did yeah. nothing they on did that not. front. That yeah. is true. And there's now not enough time for them to satisfactorily, satisfactorily explain it and end the series so we just basically know that stuff's gonna not be fully addressed um which is what sophia has been saying since episode one i would like to <laughs> call out <laughs> <laughs> that is true you definitely called it uh is anybody drinking any tea i had to save it for the for the pod like to the verbal tea so mm. i couldn't drink any mm. i did all be spilled <laughs> now <laughs> Yeah, I don't have any tea either. So I guess we'll move straight into Sophia <laughs> describing this yeah. episode that she loved so much. I don't have any tea either. Um, but yeah, this episode was uneventful, to be honest. <laughs> Apart from unrealistic, but what ifs? So the episode starts with Aden like on the top of a mountain kind of and she like says something and then like it starts raining like it seems like she has some control over like the weather or something and so clearly we know it's going to be kind of an Aden centric episode um and so then uh Atiye and Erhan are in this like kind of temple where the water like kind of symbolizes the different stages of life so it's like birth where the water starts flowing and then like the family and then like death and whatever and like it turns out that there had been no um no water flowing until when Atiya came by so like she made a change in the world and then they like Sia then like walk by and she goes into this room and she's doing this sort of like ritual and Ati is like yeah like I'll support you whatever you need to do and she, like they leave her in the room and um, one of the things that they kind of talk about is well Ati tells Erhan that she knows like she can sense that she's going to have to make well that Aden's going to have to make an important decision in the short term and that like she's worried because it seems like it's something really big then they're like walking together and then we have our dearest Malek with the, what's the name of that guy? Selim, right? The like anthropologist, whatever dude. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, yep. And he's like, yeah, I don't have the girl, but like, I'll bring it. I'll bring her to you later, whatever. Um, and Malek's like, no, I can't wait any longer. Like, I mean, you're not that important to me. And like, I can get this job done somehow, like a different way without your help like I'm fine so then like she gives him this drink and it's poisoned and he dies um and then Ozan comes through the door and he's like really angry and and he's saying that like they need to like protect Aden and and Malek is like well are you gonna let some stranger like raise your daughter and he's like well yeah like whatever to protect her and like have her like feel okay and you know all this stuff and he like tells her that like she he knows that she lied about Serdar and that Serdar like really loved her and that like she exaggerated how bad he was and basically like he says he doesn't want to kind of see her again and like he doesn't want to be part of the plan so then we have again like Erhan and Atiyah trying to like figure out what they're going to do next because they're kind of like stumped so they go find Umut and they go to like her house 
and she's organizing all these old pictures and stuff from um her house and like trying to make sense of everything and she's just like really sad because like she's finding all these pictures of her family and like all these pictures of people that she has no clue who they are um and kind of like realizing like the life that she never had and like Atia looks at the tree like the famous tree that guided one of her previous episodes um and she sees like the pictures of like Kamut with her mother and like all these other pictures and Basically, like, Umut is, like, very sad and very, um, like, invested in this process. So, like, she can't really participate in other parts of the plot. Um, so, Atiye, like, feels bad for her and says, like, do you want to know more about your family? So, she brings her hand, like, to Umut. And that way, she sees, like, a vision of her mom uh, carrying her when she was a little kid to go into this house. And um Umut like is very moved by it and we see her take like this giant key out of his bag and then like Aden is still doing like her little ritual thing and Atiye tells Erhan that like she saw this house in the vision that's like up in a hill and like you need a certain key to get in and she's like that's our next step so Umut finds the key and gives it to them and they're and Atiye's like come on come on come with us but Umut's like, no, I need to like deal with my stuff and I can't go. So then Ozan goes to look for Aden. He like wants to kind of talk to her and make sure she's okay, whatever. But he bumps into, oh wait, well, scene changes. And Erhan and Atiye get to the, the like the house and they open the door that has like some cosmic, like a little moon and the sun on it. and um they find like one of these circles that's like used to communicate with these like what we've called aliens but I have no clue like what they really are because probably not going to get an explanation about that at this point and so they're like touching it and like goes on and off and it's like emitting these like radio frequency but I don't know if I missed something but it doesn't seem to like oh well like they deactivate when Ati is there like that's the that's kind right. of right. She she seems to be the interference in the signal, but like oh. nothing else interferes with the signal that they produce. Okay, so then we go back to uh, Ozan, who's going to see Aden, and Jansu's like, "No, like, why are you here? Like, haven't you learned anything? Like, you know, like, what the fuck?" And then for some reason, they like end up going to this like conversation about how like. If Jansu had like stayed with him eight years ago, like then there would have been a different outcome to the whole story, which, okay, sure. But like, I'm not entirely sure why that makes sense in any case. So then they have like this whole discussion and debate about like what could have been. And then Ati and Erhan uh, come out and they find like another stream outside the house and it seems like it's the same source of water as the temple well or it's the same fountain like the same kind of fountain and yeah like she says something about everything being a projection of something which I don't even know like I guess that's like a big metaphor in the show like how there's like opposites like man and woman night and day like past and future sun and moon um like happiness and sadness whatever like how both things like need to exist like one can't exist alone the way she said it in turkish was like every right side up has an upside down mm-hmm. which i well, i'll talk i mean i can mention this later too but i'm just gonna say it now because it's a short thought but like there's clearly m- multiple universes here not just like one and then the opposite so i don't really get the whole like <laughs> there's an upside down to right side up Thing, but anyway there's an upside down last episode <laughs> right but before then there were three timelines <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and so then the like they follow this bee into like one of the symbols um there's like a little gate thing and like we see a flashback to Atiye in the like with her mom and then Aden and Atiye which I still don't really get the like the point of that scene in any case. But like 
they fi- he finds like this little passage behind the fountain and they find like this missing piece of the tree like they find like a block of wall i would say and then john suen and ozan continue talking like he's now talking about like his issues with serdar like etc whatever um i don't know if they say anything else meaningful there but like i don't remember really them them saying anything more meaningful and then umut is like going through her stuff and then someone knocks at her door and it's melek and she's like yeah i like i have known your family for a really long time or like the family who lived in this house and she asks umut to go get something and in the meantime she like writes her initials on the tree which i'm sure like has a purpose but like it's not clear right away but it turns out that like she was at umut's christening and yeah i don't i don't even know what that was like supposed to be yeah wasn't she or what's that flashback about I thought it was just like, um, well, I don't know what the flashback is about, but I thought it was just like her mom and Umut's mom and Umut's like auntie that took her in. Lady. Was Malik there? She certainly could have been. I just missed it. Well, I thought that was Malik, but I don't know. What did you gather as from the flashback? I mean, Medic definitely left her initials on the little mural in yeah. the house. And then see because then what's the point of the baptism flashback yeah i mean Good yeah I, think, I mean i definitely think that it had something to do with the massacre i just don't i don't i don't remember seeing a clear easter egg for it in the flashback but maybe i missed it but i do think that it makes sense that she was there if they showed her there because i think she killed them all well there's this like <laughs> so. this woman who's in the pews and she's just like they're flashing to her face constantly but it doesn't say anything about who that is it's probably her i, I didn't see that i didn't catch it. i just assumed it was medic but i might be wrong it's either melek or the mom from the walking to the mansion flashback mm-hmm. well no because because the mom is the one with the veil who's like telling the baby to calm down mm-hmm. and oh. then there's another, like a teenager yeah, yeah yeah i see what you're saying yeah i'm not sure who that is but then so they find this like tablet and they're like, yeah, this is the key to finding all the mysteries. And it has like a giant eye. And so they're like examining this piece that they found. Um, and Ati like puts her hand on it and she gets kind of like a vision, like the same like sacrificial vision. But she she sees like there's a hooded figure in the background dressed in all black. And then she sees like an eye. She sees like someone with some antlers and like then fireballs are coming down from the sky and they get like Horace's eye in the flashback which so then she knows that the eye of Horace is the eye that they're dealing with basically what they conclude is that um, Aden has to decide if the world like continues the way it is or if like they destroy the world and there's a new world and it seems like that's the outcome that Melek wants like she wants Aden to destroy the the current world and um, bring an end to, to uh, I mean, bring a new world forth. But for some reason, Atiyah like already concludes that she needs to kill her daughter in order to stop that from happening, which, I mean, couldn't they do like a lot of other things, but I don't know. Um, and then also, I don't remember what they said, but they like explain why she has like one blue eye and one yellow eye. Like it's like uh, the sun and moon, like opposites or something like that. Yeah, we'll talk about it in the history section. It's about it has to do with Horace's history. Uh, okay, and so like Aden, like she gets the eyes, like they, there's just a, a like a close up of her eyes, and they like turn those colors, and then we see like. The universe and and like things are going through Aden's like head like she's hearing Melek's voice um about like like those tv shows that they made her watch and all this stuff and then Ozan and Jansu are still like talking again like there's so many scenes of them talking and so Erhan and Atie go back to Umut 
um and they're like talking about the prophecy and they're trying to figure out the tablet that they found and like trying to get umu to explain what it says because like they don't really understand and so she puts the tablet into the wall where it fits like it fits into the tree drawing and then i was half expecting it to all like light up and atzi's like oh you're here with your with your family whatever like let's let's try to figure out like why why this tablet was important and like why nobody else could get their hands on it and then erhan gets a call from mustafa who tells him that serdar was killed by ozan and that his dna like he also has dna from melek on like him well he had the corpse had dna from melek which is kind of weird because like in this universe she's in theory dead um So, of course, like, Mustafa knows that something's going on. And they're they're trying to figure out, like, why Melek's DNA would be on um, Serdar's body. And then Jansu gets a phone call. It's her, like, it's Erhan trying to tell her about that. And then, but then Melek, like, knocks her out before she's able to, like, get the phone call. And so... Um, they like run off because like if she's not answering it means that she's in danger and so I don't know does Umut actually see that there's the initials on there I think I feel like she I don't think anybody noticed did they oh wait she does. no she did she did she at the like toward the end of the episode she's like looking at all the because there's other little etchings and characters but yeah like, my is like very clearly That's out of place yeah, yeah. And so then Erhan and Atiyah, like, run into the temple. They find, like, John Stu, like, lying there. And then Melek and Ozan are having a confrontation, and he, like, pulls a gun on her. Or does he take her own gun? I don't know. And he's, like, really upset, and he's, like, threatening her, and Erhan arrives. And then, like, Melek, like, calms him down and takes the gun from him and then just, like, push- pushes him off the balcony. And Erhan, like, manages to grab him, but Ozan like it seems to me wants to let go I guess I don't know um and so Ozan like falls to his death and Aden comes out like like what trying to understand what happened and she sees Ozan like dead on the ground and that's when she's like she like it seems to me like makes her decision or like hates the world to some degree and I mean and she seems to blame Atia and Adhan, yeah, like, and just, Adhan. It's just because she saw them like hanging off the side of the terrorists she just assumes mm. they're responsible pretty safe assumption <laughs> usually it, it looked it looked very sus it looks bad <laughs> um and then Johnson also sees a dead body and is like super sad and like shaken because she just had like a bunch of hearts hearts with Ozan um and Erhan finds then like the little necklace uh, on the on the ground, which I guess, which it was the necklace that she, that Aden gave gave him, I think. Um, and then that's the end of the episode. Yep. So. Uh... It, it definitely picked up at the end, I think. <laughs> yes. So we do have quite a bit to talk about. So now we're going to move on into our gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea section. Where would you all like to start? Um, I'd like to start with the just reckless parenting of Atiyah and Adhan, <laughs> just simply leaving their child in like an old temple or whatever that structure was for what seemed like half a day <laughs> yeah like dumb as shit <laughs> not the first time Atia has let her out of her sight after yeah after apparently so searching for her desperately yeah. for eight years yeah it's like you know part this is partially your fault Atia. I'm sorry to say like yes your child was kidnapped but you also don't keep the closest watch <laughs> on her yeah and also leaving John Su to guard her. I mean, come on, is there a oh my God, yeah. less John responsible Su, person? John Su would rather have the same conversation 
it five times in the same week than look after her niece. <laughs> like, why did she, why did they need to have that conversation? I was so mad that they were taught that her and Ozan were having that conversation while literally so many other things could have been done in those minutes in terms of moving the plot along or moving the plot along from like a historical context standpoint but no they just like we just had to resolve their lover's quarrel boohoo he died i don't care (laughs) i had the same reaction but to a different scene which was umut's like very long soliloquy about how she's sad that she lost her family Um, like 30 years ago whatever but like we only found out about how sad this all was like an episode or two ago it's like you could have set this up earlier so we cared about it similar to like so many things in the story this season if you just set it up earlier yeah care more but now it's like oh more new information okay i don't know what to do with it and also i've only known this character for like three episodes i really don't care about her i don't have any reason to care about her she hasn't done anything that i was like wow if she was like a reincarnation of hannah that would have been so much more compelling because then you'd be like oh my god hannah has a backstory she's not just assassin for hire but no it's like some other random character like you said that we've known for three or four episodes who spent five minutes talking about how sad she is that her family died 30 years ago like okay come on i'm I'm bored (laughs) come on let's move on but i agree that the John Sudo's on thing was very similar. Yeah. When um, Sophia was explaining what happened between John Sudo's on this episode, I was thinking, do you think it's possible that this is timeline one, but that when Atia like made her sacrifice or whatever, that that saved Serdar was compelled to save John Su and like just went on from there rather than being a whole different timeline where Serdar saved mm. Jansu and I think, just went somewhere else. I think I mentioned that in one of the previous episodes. That's my conjecture. Okay. I just don't understand how um, Jansu could be... I mean, I don't know how Jansu could be fine with Ozan, like, after the kidnapping, but, like, even the nail incident, like, how could they have gotten past the, a murder attempt? I think they did. I mean, I think that's what they're referencing. I I just don't think it was made clear enough that it's so unbelievable. I don't know. I'm not, I I still think this is a third timeline. (laughs) I, I, yeah, I don't. It could have just been the, he went to the apartment and instead of doing the nail, because the nail incident was with Ozan. Yeah, right. Right, that's what I'm saying. How could she like be all lovey-dovey with Ozan and like still see him, even though she was like traveling back and forth? Like he pushed her into a wall, into a nail, which is still hilarious, and left her to die. So like, how did they get past that? That's not they needed. They needed to show me for me to believe that they needed to show me how they got past it, and they didn't. So I don't think it's a. New, I don't think it's a new. I think it's a new timeline. But the thing is, I want to agree with you, Ezgi, but like they kept referencing in their conversation, like, oh, you came back into my life and oh, that thing that happened. And like, I just, it mm. made me very worried that this was actually the same timeline. Oh my God. That would be so dumb. But like, okay. But on the other hand, like Mustafa's house is different. Like the dad's house is different. It seems like their lives are just different like mm-hmm. the, the the family's life is just different too i guess it's been eight years mm-hmm. what kind of what kind of money did like mustafa fall come into though like in in the meantime maybe Sardar just really gave him his mysterious company that we don't know what it does when he turned oh. to the good yeah maybe i i don't know I just, there, for me there seems to be enough dif- enough differences and just like how the characters dressed and behaved and where they lived that it's very close to timeline one, but I still thought it was different. But we'll never know. They'll never explain it. So. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever know. <laughs> okay. Melek has telepathic powers now. Cause she like oh, also she like tortured that Selim guy with her mind, right? No. No, she? he took poison. Yeah, she poisoned oh. him. <laughs> 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 I 
because I thought she just like she was like staring at him like and then all of a sudden there are alternative down. there's alternative timelines within our podcast too it's really amazing <laughs> okay well that's good to know that she just poisoned him that makes more sense <laughs> R.I.P. to the villain we've known for like one and a half episodes yeah he's, uh, <laughs> great really gonna yeah. miss that guy yeah really really memorable <laughs> This vast cabal that we only know has one member who's been killed off now. (laughs) I thought, speaking of medic, a couple things that I thought were interesting. When she uh, was welcomed into Umut's house to leave her initial, (laughs) because apparently that was why she visited, um, she had this whole speech, and I don't remember exactly what she said, but she was listing off like, I don't know what would the sun be without I don't think she said this but something along the lines what would the sun be without rain what would happiness be without sadness what would Eve be without Lilith and I was like yes Lilith are you Lilith (laughs) I mean she she would have to be it was just a weird um like everything else was like very mundane naturey things as I remember or as I noted but like that was very overtly biblical um and then so connected to that connected to her being some kind of a supernatural entity went right before ozan gets pushed off of the terrace by medic he says something and he's holding he's pointing the gun at medic still in this part he says something along the lines of are you even my mother like he like squints his eyes like he can't believe that yeah medic's his mother which it could have just been him being like, you know, not rec- unable to reconcile childhood medic with current evil medic, and they could very well still be the same person. But it also lends itself to the body snatcher theory. I don't know. So maybe maybe truly isn't her, or not. You know, it, it's this Lilith demonic entity <laughs> having taken over her body. IDK. I also don't think there's enough time to explain that though. So she's yeah. probably just going to go on being only medic no backstory in the next episode (laughs) yeah I have the bad feeling that all we're gonna get from her is she wants the apocalypse to happen and Atie wants it to not happen (laughs) and that's pretty much the level of depth that we're gonna get (laughs) what's the reason for the initials other than like medic was here like why would you why why did she leave that on the wall She's a part of the family that like has been kept a secret or something. Oh, so you think she's okay? I, I mean, I'm Maybe. pretty sure she killed the family, but <laughs> that's that's cold. I mean, because the tree doesn't have any magical powers, right? It's just like a map, as far as we yeah. know. So yeah, I don't know. Just as a boss move, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think we're ever going to find out what's behind those like screens slash in previous episodes, the Alexa? I don't think, I don't know. I, I mean, hope. they needed to do, I mean, I think they're just extensions of Horus. Like they're all all seeing eyes or they help the Horus be an all seeing eye. I just don't think we're going to get a better explanation than something along those lines. I think we're supposed to assume they're part of this network that's surveilling everything. Um, and then Aden is gonna like be the mainframe and destroy the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we literally saw in that like prehistoric vision, it looked like missiles, like tactical missiles. Like it did not yeah. look like old timey mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> Which is why part of me thinks it's the future <laughs> instead of like a flashback. I don't know how they get in those outfits, but like. Oh, I like that. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a combo. Maybe it's like because these visions are like very mysterious. Maybe it's supposed to be like, oh, this has happened in a different timeline, but it was like in the olden days that all this came to pass. But now it's happening in a different era. But it's going to be the same shit, in a different era. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I agree though. The 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 fire in the sky did not look like space rocks. <laughs> <laughs> look like things were shot up into space but who knows maybe the alexa eyes caught fire and they were falling 
I mean, we were, we don't, there's not enough time for all of that shit to be explained. No, that's why I I think we're just going to like have to assume that the Alexa eyes are like nerve endings essentially for the wider Horus observation system, whatever you want to call it. But like who built them? Like, was it aliens? Was Horus just like really in the tech and did that and then like possesses Aden or like we have we don't I don't think we're going to understand the how Horus's divine power is in practice uh played out like I, I, we're just we just have to assume it's all because of Horus but like we're not going to understand the nitty-gritty of how the yeah. magic works yeah yep which is unfortunate because that would have been really interesting <laughs> yeah agreed I was very sad for you, Eski, when uh, Melek came to see Umut, I thought we were going to get the recognition I know. scene. <laughs> I know. That's when I <laughs> knew the, the theory scene. was fully dead. Yeah, I was yeah. fully dead at that point. Unfortunately. Wait, what yeah. recognition? Sorry. You I'm know not... how Eski really wanted uh, Umut to be evil and working for Melek? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it would have been, again, more interesting. <laughs> yeah, I also thought about that, but yeah, I don't. Definitely not any, yeah, there's no there's no hope for the theory anymore. It seems, if anything, that Midic massacred the entire Umut family. <laughs> yes, but, single-handedly. I mean, it, it's to, that, that church scene is not going to end well, whatever was being previewed there. The baptism? Oh, you think that's yeah. where the massacre happens? Uh, maybe. Oh, Possibly. It would make sense. That's a lot of people all just hanging out together. Mm, that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, but I've been wrong about every other theory and hope I've had, so probably it's just going to be a throwaway scene of a baptism just to be like, almost Christian. <laughs> That's it. That's all you have to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is Aden Horus, like, period, or does Horus possess her? Listen, guys, I... <laughs> I did research for the history section and I have literally no idea what they're referring to here with the making a choice on the apocalypse deal. It's like not a part of mythology as far as I can tell. So I have no idea. Yeah, just because if it's a possession type situation, it seems very dumb for Horus to grant an eight-year-old child agency at that, just at that, for that one very critical decision. Um, I feel like as soon as, Aden decided to be evil that was when her eyes changed I think it's just like a Mm. bad intentions indicator Mm. thing and I guess I mean we did kind of get an explanation for the brainwashing videos in the form of like this is priming her to make the decision to obliterate right so that's been explained but not you know who exactly wants this to happen other than medic and even with medic it's like why why is she so hell bent on it? Other than being <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I did think that the while a bit clumsy, I thought the Ozan death, Aden seeing bad and blaming mm-hmm. Erhanatie, that all makes like a lot of sense, and I like that as a motivator for her, yeah. as opposed to the brainwashing videos to choosing right. the wrong right. side. Although I feel like Erhan could have saved Ozan very easily. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it, was, it was ridiculous. It was, well, that was, was like, a two-floor fall. Like, he didn't have to die that way. I know. I mean, he, like, fell all the way on his head and stuff. He was, like, cracked open. He could have just been pulled up by Erhan, who we know is ripped from his various shirtless scenes. <laughs> but he was like, no, this is my... I'm going to die now because I've had a good chat with Jansu and I'm ready. Yeah. Jansu, who's unbelievably still alive at the end of this episode against all odds really truly i mean i thought like her getting hit in the head with the butt of uh medic's gun was gonna be it but nope she's popping back up (laughs) okay what do you guys think is gonna go down in the next episode i think it's gonna be a happy ending ultimately Ooh. like i think adhan atia and aden will Get to be a family somehow because I feel like Atia is going to be on, on on the brink of making the do I do I kill her to save the world mm-hmm. decision or do I w- let her destroy us all 
and she's going to find a way to like find a third option Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm sure it's not going to make any sense but I feel like she's going to find a a third option and maybe Medic will die but I I think Medic has to die and then uh they're all they all live happily ever after (laughs) I don't I don't see them I don't see them ending it badly it's just not very um I haven't seen Turkish shows end badly (laughs) so I don't think this will end badly either but I think it's just going to be probably like kind of open-ended or something because like there's no time you think they're going to leave it like did she destroy the world we don't know maybe it'll be like flash to white and then they're like a happy family having breakfast but it's like is this just another timeline or uh did I don't know. Yeah, they get out of whatever situation Adan caused in yeah. the previous scene alive. Maybe that's the kind of ambiguity they'll go for. But I, I think the last thing we see will be happy. Maybe with a little tiny fake cliffhanger, but I don't think it's going <laughs> to be like because the show's done. It they've like fully announced it's done, so they're not going to do like a big cliffhanger. Yeah. But it might be like kind of like a, in horror movies sometimes where they have like a little thing at the end where it's like, oh god, is this is like not over. Mm-hmm. So maybe there will be like a little Easter egg like that, but I don't see it. You know, having I, I think I think the major conflict with medic will be resolved in the form of medic dying somehow. Will mm-hmm. it be Adan? Will it be Atia? Will it be resurrected Ozan? Who knows. <laughs> I, uh, yeah I like the idea of like them ending it and then it's like another reality and like more stuff happens because that yeah. would be a fun way to end it like oh it's still going on uh totally unrelated but my mom was saying that Fatma's getting a second season hell what? yeah oh. <laughs> so speaking of resurrections that's awesome no I don't know when it's gonna come out she just read it somewhere heard somewhere that's great love Fatma also, I saw there's like a fa- a new like uh, network television show that's like a cleaning lady who kills oh, people. Oh yeah, and I- that's based on a Argentinian soap. Okay, that's that predates Fatma. <laughs> okay, and then the ones here are Cambodian, like the cleaning ladies. And the, there's there's also I saw a new TV show, well, or not new, but it, it's the second season called The Club. It's like a period. I told you guys about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a period piece about 1950s Turkey and the Jewish minority. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Yep. I told y'all when the first season came out. I don't remember you telling us. (laughs) I don't remember that that at all. I did. I did on the group chat. (laughs) Anyway, I've already watched the episodes, so I couldn't wait for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Is it good? It's amazing. It's so good. It's so much better than anything we've watched. Oh my goodness. We must. Yeah. If you're not, if you don't mind watching it again. No, I wouldn't mind. It's so good. Very sad. Okay. A couple of things left. Uh, Bullseye symbol. We got no updates on this. Oh yeah. This episode. Mm. It could tie into the fact that she's like medics part of this family somehow like in real life and then that's true i still think she killed them all but maybe she didn't (laughs) but whatever maybe maybe she's her mom oh god but wasn't her mom like in that flashback scene going to the yeah probably (laughs) but she literally was (laughs) (laughs) uh sure um she literally was that was her mom (laughs) There was no reason for that to be fake because it was like an Atia induced memory. Yeah. Those are not I, know. Yeah. I know. A girl can dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also those towers that like popped out of the ground at the end of last episode. Oh yeah. That's gonna be where those. I think that's gonna be the final confrontation still. That's yeah. The altar. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, so now we're going to move on into the history section where we are talking about the ancient Egyptian god Horus, who was mentioned in this episode as 
Adan is re the reincarnation of Horus or has Horus's powers or something along those lines. She's related to him somehow. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about him and some of the crazy myths that he's involved with because they're dope. <laughs> okay, so Horus is one of the main ancient Egyptian gods. Um, he was the god of kingship and also of the sky. So I don't know if I can say all of the pharaohs, but most of the pharaohs had a Horus name that was the most important part of their pharaohic names. And he, he was like the most important god for the pharaohs. Uh, he was worshipped from late prehistoric Egypt until the Ptolemaic kingdom and Roman Egypt. He has a bunch of different forms and he is most often depicted as a falcon or a man with a falcon's head, um, but also sometimes a son with wings. The, his most common family was what we've talked about before when we talked about Isis. He was the um, son of Isis and Osiris and rival to Set, who was the murderer and brother of Osiris. But also sometimes the goddess Hathor is uh, regarded as either his mother or his wife. So he's got a lot of different family relations going on that are possible. I have to find this insane myth that I found. But he, so the, they talk about like Aden's eyes in the episode. Mm -hmm. um, so Horus's eyes, one was said to be the sun and one was said to be the moon. Um, there's also the myth that Horus's eye was gouged out in his struggles with Set, and then it was healed by a different god, and that's the reason that it's a different color, and also that's the reason that the eye of Horus is a healing symbol, and the eye of Horus is also maybe, apparently this is like a secondary theory, the reason that we have the RX symbol for prescriptions. Oh, kind of, um, yeah, because the stylized. Um, yeah, it, if eye. you look at it, it actually looks a lot like it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, when, an interesting, uh, just an observation, because yeah. I'm definitely not on Wikipedia right now. On the Wikipedia page for ancient Egyptian religion, just in general, the symbol that they use is the eye of Horus for all of religion, which kind of speaks to its central, I mean, Horus's central figure, like you said, Sammy, in um, Egyptian mythology and I guess ancient Egyptian understanding of their people and state, like Horus was number one. Um, and then the eyes, uh, an incredibly powerful symbol. I mean, on amulets, all kinds of amulets, all kinds of artwork throughout the different periods of this very long-lived empire. So uh, I, I can see why it's an important thing to latch onto for the show. I would just, again, wish things would have happened earlier than they were revealed. <laughs> it's like a heck of a thing to throw in an ultimate episode where it's got all this mythology around it yeah and also like i mean i i definitely didn't do like hours and hours of research but i couldn't find anything about horus and the apocalypse like i don't think those two are related at all mm -hmm. from what yeah. i know so i don't understand why they chose him as the one to bring into this uh Aden situation sophia when you were in egypt did you go to the temple of horus I did. I did go to the Temple of Horus. It's really cool. And they have, like, he's always, like, depicted also as a falcon. That's, like, his mm -hmm. animal. But actually, yeah, I, I, I'm I, very confused as to how this is going to tie in with the rest of the story, to be perfectly honest. I agree. Like, also, where does the, like, Egyptian mythology come in in Turkey? Like, no uh, idea. It doesn't. I mean, it's Mesopotamian. I could accept. I could accept like Persian or Babylonian or something like that, just because it's super proximate and there's literal like river connections into Anatolia. But like Egypt, no. Like okay, yes, it was part of Ottoman territory, but this goes back clearly much further yeah. than Ottoman. So that doesn't really hold. Um, Honestly, it would have made a lot more sense for them to stick to Abrahamic religion mm -hmm. than throw in ancient Egyptian. Yeah, I mean, I I love like ancient Egyptian stuff, so I'm glad they did it so we could have this history section, but it <laughs> makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. 
Uh, it's I mean the whole Adam Eve Lilith like triangle type thing would have made a lot more sense yes yes with all the build-up they've done because they even had that weird flashback season season two where Adhan and um Atia were like mega Adam and Eve like in there they were like wearing the loincloth yeah, and yeah, everything yeah. like they were a hundred percent that couple <laughs> and then the, now it's like oh here's this thing from ancient Egyptian mythology that we've transformed into a Michael Bay movie <laughs> Ouch. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's what those meteors were to me or missiles or whatever the hell <laughs> yeah 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 okay I have to tell you guys this particular myth because this is wild please okay so Horus versus Set happened you know a lot they didn't get along Set's the god of the desert Horus battled him to avenge his father and also to choose the rightful ruler of Egypt which is Spoiler alert, Horus won, which is why the pharaohs associated themselves with Horus. Mm. Um, and Horus was also associated with Lower Egypt, which is, I believe, the northern part of Egypt. And then um, yep. Set was associated with Upper Egypt. Okay, so according to the contendings of Horus and Seth, I don't know, uh, Set is depicted as trying to prove his dominance by seducing Horus and then having sexual intercourse with him. No, I However, thought they were like siblings. They're not siblings. What are they? No, they're he, oh, okay. uh, uncle and nephew. So it's very oh, okay. Danny still, and John. Still very messed up. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, okay. But apparently, like, if you, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm just reading this. <laughs> I have no opinions. This is just wild. Okay. Uh, however, Horace places his hand between his thighs and catches Set's semen, then subsequently ah. throws it in the river so that he may, he may not be said to have been inseminated by Set. Horus uh, then deliberately spreads his own semen on some lettuce, which was Set's favorite food. <laughs> After Set had eaten the lettuce, they went to the gods to try and settle the argument over the rule of Egypt. The gods first listened to Set's claim of dominance over Horus and call his semen forth, but it answered from the river, invalidating Set's claim. Then the gods listens to Horus' claim of having dominated Set and call his semen forth and it answered from inside Set. What? That's the myth, guys. I don't even understand <laughs> it. Like, it's disgusting. I don't even get it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Those guys were crazy. <laughs> Wild. Did y'all know there's something called the Sethian liberation movement that was founded in 2002 and what is that um i will tell you there was a thing called the temple of set and this lady i think in germany named Zena shrek can't make this stuff up she left the temple of set and then she started the Sethian liberation movement and it doesn't really seem that they have, oh, the, it's a confederation of ongoing magical working in which we may participate, a living, dynamic, and evolving thing. It definitely seems uh, real. <laughs> oh, wow. okay. She, oh, okay. And she also, what? Oh, and she started <laughs> a, a public outreach program. Ah, I see. Okay, so I think this temple of Set was some kind of a cult and then the Sethian liberation movement is um her attempt this Xena Shrek's attempt to help people leave cults or gangs oh uh, that's good so it's actually it's actually a public service but it's just got a really weird name that made it hard to take seriously until I got to that paragraph <laughs> wow Oy. she used to be high priestess of the temple of set i just googled apocalypse horus and i got a bunch of video game results but that's it so we're shit out of luck as to understanding yeah, why horus and I, I, that's objective. yeah yeah it's not a real connection unfortunately i wish it were that would have been cool all right anything else on horus he's cool go to egypt egypt is great highly recommend
Okay, so now we are going to go into our favorite and final section, which is what the fuck, Sultan of Success, and Fatima's hit list. Okay, what the fuck? When Erhan and Atiyeh go to that random mansion that Atiyeh saw in the vision, Erhan gives her like a whole download on like the ghost story that's behind the mansion. And like, he's an expert on it. Yeah. That was very what the fuck to me. It's like he's not an archaeologist until he is. And then he's like the most archaeologist. I don't think archaeologists study like that's true those stories from you know 10 years prior on an abandoned That's mansion <laughs> it was very recent <laughs> poor erhan he really has like nothing to do in these final seasons he's been in the library for a couple episodes he probably just read it like within that week true true <laughs> what the fuck umut being not suspicious at all of a stranger coming into her house yeah an unwashed stranger <laughs> An unwashed stranger who knocks on the door even though the place has been abandoned for like 20 years. Yeah. And she claims to just be like a neighbor. (laughs) Yeah. A very well-dressed slash greasy neighbor. Yeah. How about, going back to Arhan being useless, how about how he was like, when he was giving the download of the ghost story or whatever, or maybe it wasn't that scene, but it was like an early scene where he was just like monologuing to Atia and he was like some kind of an apocalypse is near but like he hasn't solved anything or like done anything <laughs> it's like you know that but you're like not actively trying to stop it cool <laughs> it was like peak out huh? like I similar mean, to peak Atia being like there's no time yeah. <laughs> like time doesn't exist it's like, and also, being like I don't know where my daughter them. is yeah that's also yeah Erhan also dropped Ozan, which, like, is not okay. Like, Yeah, he did did not try very hard. Like, okay, Ozan didn't really want to be lifted, but, like, Erhan could have just, like, put his other arm into it. Yeah, yeah. And grabbed him. Like, he was, Ozan had a pretty good grip there. You just got to, like, pull him up, get his leg. Like, it would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. There was no reason for him to die except for, as Sophia loves to say, plot reasons. Plot reasons. And I did like they had like a very diehardian uh falling for Ozan in the slow-mo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> okay, that's all I got. What are your what the fucks, Sophia? It was the same one from Ozan, the fault like falling from like two meters to your death. <laughs> also, like I don't know, the whole episode was really what the fuck to me. Like, you know, like we're towards the end but then umut is having this like really personal like connecting Ugh. with her past like I know. yeah it's like we don't have time for this shit fuck. yeah um and then erhan like erhan is just kind of what the fucking general because like as you guys say he doesn't really have any role to play and he's yeah. kind of just like figuring out what to do same with john so she's just like around and like i don't know Jansu, um, yeah, really. And she's had so many opportunities to die and just hasn't. Has not taken them. I know. <laughs> and then what the fuck, Melek killing Ozan, like, it just makes me think that she's not Melek. Again, that would be more interesting than yeah. them simply just not explaining, but we uh-huh. definitely see a strong possibility of her nothing being explained and therefore it just being the worst mother in the world <laughs> yeah and i also wonder like what she told ozan about serdar because like it seems yeah. like it was something really bad but like we don't know what exactly it was well he also witnessed like serdar being violent toward her so mm-hmm. yeah. like he independently formed that opinion i think i don't think he needed to be told much more um on the Sardar front but then yeah true true also, WTF to almost not being on like more high alert. Like not only not <laughs> not only letting Melek in, like Sammy said, but also just like I think I think Adhan and Atia like ask her like how it's going after the visit, and she just doesn't mention that a <laughs> random person visited. It's like there is a lot of devious stuff happening around you. And everything's super sketchy, and you have a random unannounced visitor drop by that you've never seen in your life, and you don't 
like that doesn't register at any point as being kind of weird and remember how paranoid she was in Istanbul yes yes exactly (laughs) exactly and now she's like oh come on into my ancestral home yeah (laughs) on this journey of self-discovery at the end of a three seasons long show (laughs) bad so bad I'm I'm like Aden honestly like go for it like these people are all real dumb (laughs) do it scorch it (laughs) I mean I would rather Aden scorch it than Atiyah like murder her daughter at the end of the show (laughs) I don't think either of those things are gonna happen but no exactly it's gonna be some third option cheesiness where everyone's happy yeah I think you're correct on that well because we've already seen it basically when um with like Atiyah healing Sardar at the end of season two right yeah she yeah. like communed with him and like got his feelings and stuff Restored. yeah <laughs> who is our sultan of success I think I it has to be melek yeah yeah her telepathy her her <laughs> poisoning her, her depending on what university we're watching right her uh, waltzing into Umut's house and waltzing so, out, yeah. pushing Ozan and, off the ledge in time to make Aden believe that yes, they he'd been killed by her parents. Yes, having a I, lot of success as a one-woman show. True, all without having washed for a very long time, and all without <laughs> having a motive, which is even more impressive. Yes, totally agree. Okay, Fatma's hit list. So many options. Mm. I mean, medic plus like the useless people, aka Arhan Jansu, almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have fondness for Jansu from like previous seasons, I think, but I could definitely put Erhan there and I could definitely put Umuts there. Her sad soliloquy was really the nadir of this episode for me. Nadir. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think like, yeah. I think Meg's gonna die in the next episode anyway, so I would rather focus my energy on offing uh, Adhan or what? Because they're probably not gonna die. Yeah, and also set up if she dares to step foot in the oh, finale. I feel like there's gonna be like a wall of mothers, and, and she's gonna show up. I'm just imagining sure. grandma set up. Uh, Sahar, uh, Sahar, who's not really a mother, but like one of the ladies, and then uh, Atiyah, maybe like making recommendations on how to do random magic in the desert, and then <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, Adet is causing meteors to fall from the sky. Yeah, <laughs> playing with pine cones while Adet is yay. raining fire upon the earth. <laughs> she, this is just. How did we end up here? <laughs> How, I don't know. Um, like we we knew we part of us. Well, Sophia knew the whole time, and then Sophia I think, did I mean, know. You she and I, called it from the very first episode. I think Sophia called it from the moment I was like, "There's a sci-fi show that seems good," and she was like, <laughs> "She's like, no, no." I, I think it was more, you know, I think it was my fears from the protector being materialized once more. I have yeah. to say, this is at least better acted and like it's just so much better than the protector in several ways but the same plot issues plague it at least the protector was like fucking wild at the end like they were literally like Istanbul had fallen to like evil zombie people who were clubbing at night like this show like they just talk about being sad for 20 minutes like I'd rather have crazy zombie shit than this Mm. I just hated, uh, I, I actually, Atiyah is kind of annoying too, never mind. I was like, I really hated Hakan by the end of the series. But yeah. I kind of hate Atiyah too. For very so, different reasons, but yes, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Hakan was as dumb as a rock the whole time though. Atiyah is kind of disappointing because she, like you've said before, Sammy, she was cool and then progressively just lost her personality. She did, <laughs> completely. Oh, sad. Well, as you can all tell, we're very excited for the finale of this series. Um, excited to find out exactly what Melek's motives have been the whole time. The history behind the screens of uh, frequencies unknown. 
Um, congratulations to our Sultan of Success, Melek. Uh, you're doing great despite working alone <laughs> to try to end the world. Um, watch out to all of our useless characters, not um, exclusively, but including Erhan, Jansu, Umut, Serov, and many others. Uh, good luck. You're on Fatma's hit list now because we don't need to be spending any time on you in the finale. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time where we find out how this is all going to end.